Hello, one and all. You are tuned in to Frivolous Gravitas with myself, Christopher Driver, and my over-the-weather, fully vaccinated co-host and co-producer, Mr. Jordan Roy. Yes. July 1st is traditionally a time for celebration in Canada, but not for our gratuitous exhibitions of patriotism like most other countries. Here in Canada, our national holiday commemorates multiculturalism itself, diversity itself, the freedom to choose and live. We in Canada celebrate the absence of unified ideas to instead celebrate the unifying ideals of cooperation, peace, love, and harmony with equal rights extending to all. Blah, 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 fluff, fluff. We are not the monolithic group of people or uh, of shared heritages. We share the present with a variety of backgrounds that made us to the great nation that we are now, and uh, we call it home. It's not our overwhelming similarities that bind us as a nation, and it's not our mere acceptance of others that makes us Canadian. We literally celebrate the fact that our country is comprised of migrants from other countries in addition to the aboriginals who preceded colonial settlers. We declared our independence together as a nation. As with all countries, our past and present is dotted with missteps and ill-spoken rhetoric, but we acknowledge our faults and failings so that we can tend toward a better country through discussion and openly candid deliberation. We own the errors of our past, and instead of burying them for more appealing optics, we shine light on the sullied messes. We rub our noses into the pea-stained carpets so that we don't repeat atrocities ever again. We don't take pride in our nation just unconditionally, nor do we posture grandiosely like we were the best or biggest or greatest at anything. We are humane and tolerant and striving to be better together. Our unity and pride is one in our ability to reflect and respond with a penchant always for fairness and peace. But some say this year's Canada Day festivities have been hijacked by cancel culture. Today we're going to be talking about it in the true Canadian fashion, honestly, personally, and objectively. So let's consider why Canada Day 2021 is being cancelled with air quotes. So with that, I'll let Jordan take the lead and um, start start us off down the path to enlightenment. Yeah, that was um, that was a really good intro. I like that. I so had some time while I was on the shitter. <laughs> <laughs> so I do like the these qualities that you you brought up. Um, but first, I'm going to start with a bit of a disclaimer because uh, even though this is very personal thing. Um, this is going to be very political. And, uh, so full disclosure, this is my opinion. Um, most of this will not even be Chris's opinion is not the opinion of any of the people that show up as guests on uh, our show. They have their own opinions. If you want to cancel me, come get me. Don't go and get Megan or, or, uh, or, come get uh, some. or don't go get Justin. He's, they've got, you know, they've got their own opinions. Um, but keep in mind, we can also defend ourselves with our words very effectively. So we welcome it. Um, now, comments. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> this comes from a place that, uh, I'm of the opinion that Canada is something special on the personal level to me because I live here, um, because I've worked to try and make it a better place, at least in my little corner of it. And that I don't think that Canada as it is at the present is racist, sexist, 
in anything ist. Uh, it's, it is frustrating. It is annoying. There are, there are, you know, balkanized groups of, uh, balkanized groups of thought and opinion all across our country that just drive us all insane. You know, oh, you hear what the, this province said or what that guy said or this or whatever. It's like, that's part of the beauty of it. You live in a family, they're your family. And no matter how frustrating you are, they're still their family. And this divorce that I'm seeing in the news in Nova Scotia, in Ontario, in Kingston right now, and even my town right now, they're debating canceling, you know, Canada Day and, you know, saying that this thing is more important. And the reason I'm declaring that this is my opinion and the opinion of uh, none of the others on the show is because this is going to get me in a lot of trouble, strangely enough. Um, so, what I'm going to say is not politically correct. The, probably going to cost me a couple jobs, but whatever, I'll say it. Important things need be said, and that is the point of this channel. So, I would hope that even the people who disagree can appreciate the fact that you're putting yourself out there to be yeah. Logged. <laughs> All we know is that there were 215 children discovered in graves. And we don't know anything else yet. They just discovered it. We don't know if it was a uh, mass killing, a some kind of malevolent uh, racial uh, crime. We don't know if it was a disease outbreak that is only reported in the archives that no one's reading. We don't know anything. But we are using this, as a lot of people are using this in Canada, as an excuse to get rid of something that means a lot to a lot of people. And that acts as a, not as something that's real per se, but an abstract ideal of what we want to become. And that abstract ideal is Canada. It's, and this is really saddening me because yes, just like Chris said, we are a country that knows its faults and we know it because we have the freedom to teach and talk and go and look at what we actually did instead of, you know, being in China saying, well, you know, what happened at Tiananmen Square in June, 1989? Well, you know, nothing really happened or let's go look over here. Let's, what about what Taiwan did? No, no, no. We will look at ourselves because we have the freedom to talk and to do it and as you say rub our faces in in the carpet and we do we do it all the time of course we need to like we know of our faults the 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 clubbing of seals the 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 the, the terrible generals and the um <laughs> the bad Even just like the destruction of nature too like slaughtering bison and raping the land for for like dirt and oil and ores and yeah. And these things are, but they're also up for debate in our country, which is very, like, if there's a debate, if you, th if you're, if you're angry at something and you are debating it, that's usually the sign of a healthy democracy. If you are able to just go up there and actually complain, that's a good sign. Now, it's a sign that there's something worth frustrating, worth talking about, which is also good. There's never going to not be something that's worth debating in the public sphere. 
And this is why I find that this cancel culture isn't about canceling Canada Day because we need to reflect, which is a rarely good sentiment. It sounds great. looks great on the optics and the PR. You know, we need to do this. We need to put this aside for one day for those children that we don't actually know what happened to them. There could have been a polio epidemic there. There could have been something. I don't know. Nobody knows yet. And all we know is that there's something there. And what's happening is they're using us as an excuse not to cancel Canada Day, but to cancel Canada itself as something that needs to be excised from the face of the world and brought on something new. And I'm not willing to burn down something that isn't even done yet. Um, Canada will has changed. It's changed many, many times, as I can tell you as a historian. But it's not going to finish changing. And that doesn't mean that, you know, the sins of our fathers need to burn down the house of our children. And this is why I'm here talking about this today, because diversity of person, of thought, of perspective, the freedom to engage with those people and the peace that we need to work with them are the some of the bedrocks that our country is built upon. And this is why I love the Canada, the, the country I live in. I, I am so grateful to have been randomly born, uh, be it by the gods who put me here or whatever. The simple fact is, is that I lucked out so hard in merely being born in this country. Uh, <laughs> Word I can't, up. I cannot stress that enough. And so, I have to put the political aside and discuss my personal uh, about this and why what it means to me because I think that's very important. And one thing to say about what you said in the introduction was that we do have a culture. Canadians, white Canadians. Okay, let me let me step back. When I talk to immigrants, when I talk to um, indigenous people when i talk to people from everything i'm not european i'm canadian and i share that with people of different colors and different perspectives and different another like a a brown person is just as canadian as i am because we're canadian we share something we share different backgrounds but we share a similar perspective and a similar context enough that the race doesn't matter it's an interesting uh elaboration but it's a an elaboration that can start a conversation of so where are you from rather than oh well they're different i have to take that into account when i no no they have a different perspective that's something to talk about it's a, that's something to bring to the conversation and it's not that because we all share these at heart we all share a culture which we have a different perspective on it's um we're all looking at the same forest from a different perspective and it's hard to see that forest because it's part of us and you know you, you all say americans and canadians they don't have any culture they don't have any culture no no we have culture and yes hockey is part of it and it's hard to see because we are so close to it but it's the things we do. It's how we approach each other in the market, how we don't, you know, pull a firearm on the person that comes into our store, how we 
<laughs> and we're not s- afraid of turbans. Like, we're not, yeah, we're not our afraid. Exposure of- to to other we, cultures, I think, makes us and, a lot different. Yeah, and also your turban at the at the prime minister debate does not impress us. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care about your skin color. Talk policy and the speaking to sing right. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's like, look at my turban. I'm young and hip with the youth. It's like, dude, stop. <laughs> but watch him put it on backwards or sideways or something. We don't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> we have but, a sense of humor. Canadians are funny. Sorry. <laughs> and we, as long as you come in and are honest and put the work in, we we don't we generally don't care. And yeah, we're bigots. We all are. Everyone's a bigot. <laughs> we all have some, you know, we don't have inherent bias like the postmodernists would say, but we all have, you know, it's like, oh, we all have blanks in our perspectives that shade us, but we're, 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 we're all trying to become better. And I think part of the problem is that try, when we're trying to adapt our culture to become better, and to be, understand people and to be more not inclusive because that's stupid. Um, that's another episode. But <laughs> to be understanding at least, I think I just said that, uh, is takes effort. And I think a lot of people are doing it for show. So you wear a ribbon. Oh, wow. You're trying so hard. It's like, no, no, you actually have to talk to these people. Or you are, you know, having a discussion on Facebook, you know, in a closed room. Oh, no, that's it. No, no. It's, it's, just letting other people go about their day and expecting them to just be, you know, have their own life and not be plotting against you just because they're wearing a turban or whatever doesn't mean they're plotting against you just because they have a darker skin color or this and that doesn't mean they're plotting to bring down Canada. Now, this is where I get conspiratorial and I hate that I have to get conspiratorial, but it's just so blatant. Every day in the news, I see this. This small polity is, or this or that town, or is taking down a statue, or because of accusations that have nothing to do with reality, or, um, or are canceling a celebration because it's, we need to remember something that we don't have any of the facts for. Um, and those facts will come. I'm not saying that it's, that it's one thing or another. I'm not saying anything about that because I don't know. And you're not Nobody, saying it's not an issue either, right? No, well, of course it's an issue. We found yeah, yeah. a historical. But just to make that clear, because some people think that it's a complete disregard for the severity of the instance if you don't abide by their one thing that they decided they wanted to do with it. Right. And it's like canceling a holiday. If you don't so, agree with that, then you must be against our ethnic genocide or something. Now, here's what? the second disclaimer. This has nothing to do with COVID. Honestly, the party itself doesn't really matter, but it's part of the fun. But I'm not going to be taking down my Canada flag in in front of my house, which I put up every Canada day. I don't have one in my living room, but I put it out front, you know, as a, you know, wave it once a year. And it's not because I think my group is better than all the other groups. It's because I just enjoy being part of this group. Um, I'm a Jets fan, as you can see. I've got a bit of jingoism here. I've got this here. They're my team. Why? Well, because they're the best darn team. No, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They shit the bed every time they get in the playoffs. Those, every that time. Oilers 
that that Oilers series was great hockey, hands down, really great hockey. When they played the Canadians, I couldn't watch them. They were terrible. Uh, so I'm willing to say that. I'm willing to say the faults, but I grew up in Winnipeg. They're my team. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. That's almost a healthy avenue for that primitive jingoistic uh, authoritarianism that we used to have. It's a, it's a nice outlet for it. Oh, you know, instead of being like, well, we should go kill over there and kill them because they're our enemies. Like, well, what if we just talk? What if we just did that, which is a normal human instinct and did that for baseball or football? It's like play, placating your limbic system, right? Yeah. <laughs> like we all have those drives. We're human. We have to deal with the nature of our biology yeah. and, and your negotiation of, with that matters. But when it comes to Canada, it's definitely, uh, when it comes to Canada, it's a little more important to be wary of this because it is a country. We are a, we are a sovereign polity of, in the, uh, community of nations and we need to act like it. We need to take that seriously because people's lives depend on that. People's jobs depend on that. Trade depends on that. And, if we take this seriously, then other countries will take us seriously. And what does that mean? Well, we need to know who we are. And what we are is a, it, we, we're a constitutional monarchy set up as a democracy. And I think I, I'm, I'm sure there's some poli sci students just reading at me, but, uh, I just got the, uh, uh, no excuses. <laughs> and so what we are is not our government, first of all. I'm just going to make that plain and simple. Canada is not the Canadian government. That's it. We are because of the way we set up our nation. Now, that is not to say North Korea is definitely the North Korean government. Um, well, when we refer to it, we're talking about the government. Oh, yeah. When we refer to like foreign policy, we're referring to the government when right. definitely when we're referring to like who I am paying my taxes to. But if I say like, let's save North Korea, everybody knows we're not talking about saving the government. We're talking about saving the people from their government. <laughs> right. Well, incorporating them into either a new North Korea or bring them into South Korea, um, either would be a good option. Um, although, the best option I I have not willing that to That would speak. be a great episode, actually. Yeah, we should get talk a Korean on to talk about that. That's going on the list. Sorry, yeah. Go on. So, one of the things is that the, the Canadian government is just there to do our paperwork and to, you know, act as the force that defends our rights uh, that we have in our country. And so, it's not the king. What's the government going to do is the wrong question. What is like the government is the one that's evil. No, 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 no. The government is made up of the people. It represents us. That's how we set us up. Well, it's abstract. No, it's not. There is actually a physical hierarchy of responsibility that we have set up that is actually there because those people are actually put there doing their jobs. This is not an abstraction. Um, a lot of the rationale is abstraction, but it seems to have created a better country than North Korea. Well, what about the, shut up. I don't care. We're not talking about that. Um, if you, and 
I've heard people talk about, well, you know, we're no better than Saudi Arabia. Like you um, talk about um, women's abuse of women in Saudi Arabia. But no, Canada's actually worse. No, you, you cannot convince me of that. Well, you know, Canada's no worse than North Korea. You know, you cannot convince me of that. No act, no amount of what about is, uh, um, arguments will convince me of this. So when I, when, when you ask me what is Canada, it's a group of people, about 35 million people. And I'm willing to include, although I'm not willing to extend them citizenship, I believe in borders and not free immigration. Sorry if you think if you're going to lose your crush on me for that. But um, but a lot of these people that we bring in to work are still part of Canada. Uh, we have to acknowledge that. They do still pay some sales tax uh, and they uh, interact with the Canadian citizens. And so they it have an influence on us. Now, all these people within this set borders, I don't really want to move them because moving borders has historically ended badly. Um, that's kind of one of the things I like about Kissinger's work is like, one of the best things about the Treaty of Westphalia is that it made borders a thing and it allowed us to stop fighting. It's like, okay, yeah. yeah that's yeah. true, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I hate agreeing with the guy, but it is true. Yeah, he's really interesting to read, but it's it's kind of like a debate when you're reading him. <laughs> but um, Like not just a grain of salt, it's like one of those horse cubes of salt. You need yeah. the whole thing and just lick it while you, while you read. Um, so... Everyone within these borders and some people that work with outside of the borders too, make up what it is to be Canadian and we share a culture. That is the things that we agree to love as a community sort of thing, the traditions, our little actions. And it comes down to like, you know, how do we respect our elders? How do we, um, how do we treat our, how do we construct our military? What do we do on February the 14th? What do we do at Christmas? What do like, how do we sit down at a table at a restaurant? Which way do you enter a grocery store? Like, how, why do we manners. signal these manners, these <laughs> little things that make up who we are? They're, they're all important. And we don't really actually need to pay attention to most of them. But one of them in particular, I think is worth paying attention to. There's a lot of them. I, I think Remembrance Day is very important and I want to do a Remembrance Day episode because I think it's one of the most important holidays, not holidays, I don't want to call it that. One of the most important mechanisms of remembrance that we should actually be sharing with the rest of the world. Um, but Canada Day is important to us. And it's not because of the party, although the party does help. It's not because of the, um, you know, flag waving. It's not the, re it's not the reiteration of, um, of our values and an imposition of, uh, panoptical Foucauldian power. No, it is the remembering of the community that we are a part of. We get to stand around for a day and look at ourselves and see what makes up our community. And I think that's very important. And the flag isn't a symbol of power. That's just, those are the cynics speaking. The flag is just the thing that we look to as, okay, that's where our community is. It's a symbol. 
it's just something that we rally around. We're all standing around a field and every once in a while we look to the flag and we go, oh, we're over there. And that's what we can do. And the reason why that's good in Canada and not good in say something like the Third Reich is because we can just stand around it and we can do whatever we want around that flag. We don't have to march around and invade Poland and, and France. We can just stand around eating hot dogs and talking to our neighbors. Uh, and this is a weird metaphor, but I don't, I'm really, it saddens me that we have to apply political cynicism to something like this. And I guess what Canada Day becomes when we think of it like that is, okay, let me, let me go on a story then, I guess. This will be well, easier. Before you get to the story, can I comment on the Memorial Day thing? Because yeah, on what you were saying before, I find it really weird, and maybe you can explain this succinctly to me, but I find it weird that we want to cancel a holiday to, in order to observe a remembrance of something, when almost all of our holidays exist to remember something and not forget it. Right. So like you mentioned Remembrance Day so that we, lest we forget, we're bound to repeat our, our past transgressions. Yeah. We need to remember how awful war is. And yeah. If we so don't, that it doesn't we'll be happen like, again. Oh, we should and just Christmas. war them. Christmas is important. Remember for- Jesus. Right? Eight, yeah. And then Easter, remember Jesus again. But like, um, what is it? Valentine's Day, remember to love and peace, love and harmony. Like all of our holidays are to make us stop. And take a second, Thanksgiving especially, yeah. to take stock of the good and to how to preserve that. So why would we cancel a holiday about a country when we're mad at the country for having done something 100 years ago or 150 years ago? Right. Wouldn't we have a second holiday instead? Wouldn't that make more sense? And Well, that's what I thought. But the thing is, is that a lot of what's happening now is we're having a, we're having a cheapening of holidays as well. Because right now you come out with like the Americans just passed the 13th or the June, June, November or something. They, they, they made a June, June holiday, Juneteenth. Thank you. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I understand it, but it's kind of a cheap gesture when you. Especially like, when they still celebrate Columbus Day. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's and then, pretty cheap. And then they, like you have Black History Month, which the moment you make Black History Month makes Black History meaningless. Uh, you have pride which is uh, it's getting a bit much uh, i'm sorry uh i'm gonna kink shame <laughs> if you're doing it in public i'm ashamed of that and uh your sexuality isn't on the table we don't care like just be gay um and but don't make me gay <laughs> it's and to have a whole month of it and have it, you know, codified in law. And it's like, no, I don't, I'm not going to celebrate it. I'm just going to treat like non-binary people just like people. Well, it's probably a problematic statement because I'm white, blah, blah, blah. You know what? A lot of these people that are doing all this stuff, you know, you have uh, Women's Day. Father's Day is now about single mothers. And it's all a lie because it's about destruction of things instead of reevaluating them or um, letting them change it to something better. 
I think you hit the nail on the head right there with it's destructive. It's not constructive. They're not building or promoting a goodness of a thing. What they're doing is tearing down the goodness of other things. Mm -hmm. And if we get rid of Canada Day, there's no, like, well, we know we need to have remembrance for these 215 children. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely do. (laughs) Build a monument, have a cenotaph. Maybe every year in Kamloops, especially, um, like, I don't know, Newfoundland wasn't part of the country when that happened. So, but like, it literally was another separate country when this was happening. Like, and so you want St. John's to cancel a day when they can, jo- a, a day for a country that they joined that was a different country than the one that did that. Uh, In order to remember something, we should take another day off the calendar. Like, it's just so weird to me. <laughs> right. And so, to me, Kamloops should set up a cenotaph, have a remembrance ceremony, and, you know, once a year, have a bit of a speech, get around and remember. Because now I'm a historian. My job, my career, sorry, uh, there's no jobs in it right now because of COVID restrictions. <laughs> uh, I'm vaccinated now. I should actually The jobs are it. history. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, my job is to keep the flame alive. All of the flames. It's not too, like... No, well, you're a white cisgender male. It's like, yeah, so I need, like, that doesn't mean I'm going to silence voices. Well, you know, you actually are because you don't understand. It's like, no, all the voices in the archives get equal play. It's you, all history. The the historian of the future will have issues that we don't understand. And they're going to be looking at it with tools we don't understand. So we need to have them go in there and just have the data for them. Here's what we have. We didn't delete anything. We didn't affect everything. Well, you know, your description. Okay, people are, well, your descriptions are, uh, you know, in your language using your your voice so that you're actually interpreting it pre. It's like you're stretching. Any people want to be mad at things. They want to destroy things. They want to tear them apart because it makes them feel good, but it doesn't. And Canada Day is something that brings people together and it, actually when done right can get rid of racism it can get rid of um the boundaries between male and female binary non-binary it can get rid of this because when i'm now my fondest memories were probably 2017 Uh, i got married that year um but it was also a really good summer um i remember canada day 2017 uh, my family and a bunch of friends got together and we went to the Forks in Winnipeg for Canada Day. It was rainy, but no one cared. We're all standing around. There's a concert and it's, there's folk music. There's indigenous music. There's all these different types of music. There's pop music and they're all just on stage. Just in, the entire city is covered. Like all the people in the city have come onto the Forks and they have covered the the grounds of the forks there's no hill there's no there's no paths it's just people as far as you can see and these people are of every race creed height you know every circumstance that you can find in winnipeg they were there um and they were all standing there watching this and what i remember is that the entertainment itself was saying showing different voices and it was fun to engage in all these different in this diversity of uh, experience 
with everybody else who probably had never. And then I remember the night was topped off by the symphony coming on and they were WSO does a good show. Um, Fantastic. All, yeah. And uh, what they did was they played a couple pop. I think they played like Pirates of the Caribbean and then they did some Beethoven. I think they did, um, I think it was Beethoven's fifth and people who definitely had not heard that before were stunned by it. And everyone was just like, this is amazing. And it was, there was no separation between everybody. And this probably, this is why people go to concerts in the first place, but the concert was to celebrate who we are and the good things about who we are and not like, not, we're not ignoring and we're not pushing onto the carpet the bad things. There's a bad thing. We all do bad things. We all have little quirks in our behavior. And if you let them get control of us, we can be capable of some goddamn distasteful shit. And that's and, what you meant when you said we're all bigots like, a little bit earlier. It wasn't that oh, yeah. literally we're all out there trying to like if, kill or harass. Oh, no. If I haven't eaten for 12 hours and didn't but, sleep the night before, it doesn't matter what color the guy behind the counter is. He's a jerk yeah. to me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so even if he's nice to me he's a jerk to it's me like, mm, it's like yeah no like and we're all like that and we see we make mountains out of molehills and this is what's happening here and I, and it saddens me that we are we are canceling this because i know that the people that want this don't care about covid restrictions it's not about that. They don't care about, that's just an easy little virtue signal that people can do. Oh, look at me. I'm wearing my mask. Oh, look at me. I'm staying at home, not, inter not interacting with anybody. Oh, look at me. I ordered all my groceries on Amazon. It's like, cool. Good for you. You're a hero, I guess. Whatever. And way to be a responsible adult. Like, yeah. Pat <laughs> you on the back. So, and it's not even about the kids in, that died in Kamloops that any child's death is a tragedy period I, I, like doesn't matter who they are um i don't know but on that note why aren't they marching to help all the palestinians there was what like 63 murdered because israel claimed that 12 israelis were killed from fireworks <laughs> what about the kids caught up in the uh, myanmar thing what about the kids caught up in whatever the heck Africa's going through? The 45-year life expectancy in North Korea. Like, why aren't we actively going out to help those people if they're all human beings and we all believe in equal rights and equality and yeah. injustice is abhorrent? Why don't we fight actual injustice? Yeah, like, Duterte the, um... in the Philippines is advocating for the <laughs> civilians to go around shooting drug dealers. Like, no trial, no justice. If you oh. suspect someone is a drug dealer on your corner, help the government by killing them. Like, just stuff like that. We should be just as outraged, if not even more. And we are. It's, and they're, it's, they're choosing, though, to march for certain specific causes that are personally affecting them. But like you said, it's a virtue signal. They want to show that they're advocating for, for the downtrodden. Yeah. But they're not. What they're doing is they're advocating for the downtrodden so long as it looks good on themselves, so long as it's self-reflective in a positive light. Well, I remember seeing one video of uh, folks like this uh, and they're they're doing a march for, you know, Black Lives Matter or something stupid like that. Oh, geez, that's going to get me canceled. Uh, <laughs> don't take that out of context, please. You don't take that out of context. context. I'm just not a communist. Yes. <laughs> but um, these protesters stop a guy in his truck and 
he the video shows and he stops him in his truck and they're beating up his truck and he's like stop it why are you doing this he's like well you're white and blah 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 you're you're part of the problem he's like there's cops right there go fight them he's like no 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 he's like what are you cowards and he's calling him cowards and then breaking his truck and he drives away eventually and he's just he's saying like why are you fighting me just a guy getting home from work when you know you you're yelling all cops are bastards at me but there's cops right there you are you're you're hypocrites they want to have the easy show of being the just uh you know this or that but like it's easy to call something out it's hard to actually act on it and well, to provide solutions that's what really bothers me when i go to somebody with a problem or my outrage i want to tell them what i want them to do to fix the problem i don't want to just yell hey find more dead people oh do your job and find missing women. Like, yeah, we should find them. But do you have an address or a phone number for them? Or do you have some leads? No. Well, what the fuck do you expect me to do? Like, they, cherry, they cherry pick the data because it's like, well, there's missing and murdered Aboriginal women. It's like, okay, what? well, who, who's, who's, who's making them missing and murdered? Well, it's Aboriginal men. Oh, well, no, no, no. We're not going to talk about that part of it. We're going to only <laughs> talk about, you know, this part of it. And because that, that way we can be righteously indignant and don't have to actually but fix dude, our community. We try and track them through the system, though. And they, they don't want to be tracked through our system because we're white and we're the racist people. That's what I don't get. Like, it, yeah. it would be so much easier to track a bunch of people on reserves if they were you know, filling out census and paying, you know, annual taxes and things like that, that keep track of human beings. Money has a paper trail. Mm -hmm. But when you have, when you have a missing person who's not part of the system, how do you expect the system to track them down and find them or to, to seek justice for them if, you know, there's no address there? So you might say, okay, well, let's take that down to, um, there, they're potentially unemployed or through prostitution or whatever. And, and that was caused by some sort of latent racism in the system. Okay, fine. How do we fix that so that they don't end up being a person without an address or trackable and thusly murdered without any repercussion against the murderer? Like, why don't we fix the problem right back down to the start with education then? Let's help them all have successful careers and you know, productive jobs and be contributing members to society. Not to say that I, I want to force them to do things, but if you want me to keep track of you, you need to be part of the system. That's what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. The problem is they, they, they want to be separated, but they want all the benefits of being unified. So like the child family services is a perfect example. If you're trying to track children, Aboriginal children, they say we can't go through child family services because that's a white organization. Okay, fine. If you want your own separate child family services for Aboriginals, I understand that you're probably better at it than I am because you know the culture and you speak the language and yada, yada, But then yada, they yada. want us if to make it for them. You're not going to track your children. <laughs> What's that? Then they want us to make it for them. But that's the thing. Like, how do you expect somebody else to do it for you if you're not proposing the solutions? If you're not going to track the children and you're not going to enforce child abuse and you're not going to enforce or uh, provide enforce medical services like mental health and things like that, how do you expect to then after it goes too far and it crosses the line to come back and say, hey, you should be fixing this. You're so racist for not fixing it. You fix it for white people. But you segregated yourself out of the equation and, and not you personally, but I mean, like, that's the cultural contention that we're under is on one side, they're saying, you're treating us unfairly by not prosecuting. 
And on the other side, we're saying, how could we possibly prosecute when you're withdrawing from the system that allows us to do that? Right. And it'd be okay if, like, um, like, if they were like, you know what, we don't need you. And then all of a sudden they start building their own road and they have a business going and you're like, oh, wow, they didn't need us. And I think one of the best, and this is a very another controversial opinion that it's just mine and no one else on the channel or my family. I did know that, by the way. <laughs> is that, uh, you know, um, the one of the best things that can happen to that segment of the population is a divorce from the federal government. <laughs> um and like it doesn't we can't help anybody because we can't like leave them. We can't like leave them alone. We can't just be like, all right, you're on your own. And because, well, there, there are problems there. There are actual problems that have been caused by, um, interaction with, uh, well, the last 200 years of history. But self-sufficiency is a virtue. And, um, it's amazing what you can get done. And that's one of the things that, um, Without going into that, I think getting back to Canada Day is one of the things that we can do, you know, you step up and you're like, you think, oh, this Canada is all rotten. I have this, I don't know, I, uh, I have this comment that I, someone responded to me on um, my personal channel, which I used to comment, who um, essentially was like, Canada is, you know, so has uh, hidden so much abuse under the rug, maybe one year of reflection of the wrongs committed by those oh so proud Canadians and are as in order. It's like, no, no, no. We don't need a we don't need to just stop something. History is something that you don't need to take a day off to do. Go pick up a book. There's tons of great books <laughs> that don't hide anything under the rug. Like um read up the HBC history. That's a lot of it is right there. And none the of the history reports, they're great for that. Well, None of the historians are hiding this. Go to your local archive and just read the, read the, the, the logs from, uh, the, the, the factors or the governors. Like it's not hidden at all. There's nothing hidden about any of this stuff. You're just not reading it. I'm sorry. Well, you know, everyone needs to be told about these things. It's like, we know, like you tell us every day ad nauseum, you know, remember this at every, before every hockey game is, I remember we're on treaty, whatever land, depending on where you are. And we're it's like, like, okay. Okay. I, I don't think that was necessary. And I think it's weird that the NHL is doing that, but yeah. uh, <laughs> it makes more sense for the government to be doing it. But the NHL is like, remember we're on treaty land. It's like the NHL didn't sign that treaty. <laughs> we're all treaty people. It's like, is Batman a treaty person? <laughs> but like half those players, like a third of those players are from Russia, but like <laughs> yeah, they're, they're either Canadian or Russian all playing in the American NHL. Yeah. And it's just, I think, okay. Uh, yeah. And I, I just, I, I, I kind of like, it's all, it's all show. And, but the show is actually getting a message across, but the message is, is a cynical one. And the thing it's is, a is victimhood that victimhood message. It's we not need to a, say, let's be, let's. And it, yeah. And it wasn't Canada that did those things before. And if you remember one of our earlier podcasts where I essentially made the point in, uh, it was a side point that all evil is a bastardization of good. It's like C.S. Lewis kind of thing. What episode and was that from? Do you remember? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Just for self -pro self promotion. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you remember it, put it in the comments. Yeah. If you don't, <laughs> just give me a thumbs up. Uh, but, uh, all, all, all evil is a bastardization of good, which is essentially to say that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You want to do good, but you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And this is what a lot of people, we're all, you know, the government, like I said, is run by Canadians. 
and no, not activism. all of, that was the episode yeah yeah activism <laughs> well it was later but activism is definitely heavy in this and those people made mistakes based on information that was faulty because they had no better idea and this is the way they thought of it and yeah those guys were jerks governor uh simpson <laughs> if you want history to remember what atrocities were doing just go read the history of governor simpson of the hudson's bay company he it will um well it'll be fun but you won't really learn anything that you won't expect there's nothing surprising in there it's like i didn't believe that this happens like you'd be like oh yeah that's 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 i can see that that being happened this is not going to shock you you're you're going to get exactly what you expect expect but you're not going to see a nazi you're going to see a ruthless businessman uh, chucking Russians out of out into Alaska. Uh, you're going to see a guy who, you know, gives out corporal punishment to this, that, and the other, you know, regardless of race, because uh, he's running a business. And honestly, he was one held, he had like some of the, he was like the largest empire in the world for a short time because he just ran most of Canada. <laughs> but um it, technically, but it, it like that's something that's just out there. You can just go and read up on Governor Simpson if you want the original sources, they're there. You don't have to remind people that we all know about this. It's not like it's some conspiracy that you have been, you know, brought into, you know, it's like, oh only I know this, so I need to get it out there. And if only everyone knew then they would act differently. It's like it's not a secret. We just don't feel the need to talk about it over brunch every single day. Like, let me see if I can put two hats on at the same time. Cause on the one hand, it seems to me like they're saying the education system should be ingraining all of this type of background information into the kids, right? Fair enough. Education is important and everybody should know everything. But unfortunately, much limited possible. resources of like lifespans and whatnot, and like kids are only in school for what, 12 years and they have to learn how to speak, socialize and do math and stuff at the same time. Which they can. So, but Here's the issue. In school, I was never taught anything about the Aboriginal school system, to my knowledge. But I only showed up a third, like, or I skipped a third of the classes or whatever. So that's probably not my teacher's fault. It's probably not the curriculum fault either. Because it's at the same white. time as I'm supposed to learn about <laughs> the uh, the school systems, uh, what do they call those? The There's a word for that. The the school systems that they keep complaining are not complaining. Residential schools, residential. which were, and now here's another opinion that I share. And it is an opinion. This is not a fact because yeah. I am forming an opinion. The, the residential schools were a bad move. Yeah, I'm trying to get to that, though. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, the, those school systems didn't just happen in Canada. That was a worldwide phenomenon. Everywhere in the world, children have been abused for thousands of years, from slave labor to sexual molestation to beatings to murders and you name it. Like John half Locke the schools are kids. known for child abuse, not just sexual child abuse, but like beating kids with rulers and stuff was very common. And even in my time, I got like, spanked. I had, know, you, I had a, I, I deserved it though when I did. I, I really it. did. <laughs> Children were legally allowed to be hit by their teachers even in my lifetime. So this isn't like just some abuse that like, how dare they? That was common to all of humanity for hundreds of years, if not thousands. Mm -hmm. So here's the problem. There isn't enough physical time in a child's education to learn all about that 
and Nazis and Persians and Egyptians and like the, humans have been evolving for tens of thousands of years. And there is, there are societies and histories that you have to gloss over throughout high school because there just literally isn't enough time to grasp it all. And what they want to do is monopolize a huge chunk of that time where you could be learning about something like the Holocaust and dedicate that to something that we have, you know, relatively speaking, harmed a lot fewer people and that we already know is bad because we've reformed the, the education system to not do that anymore. Well, so it's not actually, like we forgot because we've acted and changed and it's not like we're not teaching it because there's just so much to teach. Well, what do they actually expect? What's the solution? I don't see a solution being proposed. Well, they just, it's destruction, but you're right. Cause the other thing is to add to that is that if we, if you study the Holocaust, which did happen. I don't know. If you don't like that, unsubscribe. I'm sure really nobody watching our channel thinks it didn't happen. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, but the thing is, is that that lesson that you learn from reading about the Holocaust or the Holodomor or the uh, Cultural Revolution or the, um, I don't know, Vlad the Impaler or the Conquest of Gaul or like, Name one instance. There's like all throughout history, you can learn the same lesson. Mayan and Aztec too. Like, yeah, ritual sacrifice was literally a thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> not just a fairy tale. People did it actively, murdering children on stage in front of crowds of people on an annual basis. Never again. <laughs> right. The, we the same. The same sentiment and it happens. It's like okay, human sacrifice. Never again. Uh. The Holocaust, never again. Nuclear. The Lodomar, never again. Residential schools, what's the lesson? Never, never again. again. It's that easy. <laughs> and the proof of that is our residential schools today do not do that. No. And that's, we learned our lesson and we need to, the thing is, is that they are raising, there's an element of truth in them. And that's your right to put on those hats is because there is an element of truth in it. But the way we're handling it and that your other hat on said, um, is, is, is ridiculous because the thing isn't that we need to know this and we need to, you know, greed could be stopped by the minister of agriculture. This one guy says, it's like, we could finish this if, and this is like, they all appeal to the government. No, no, no. We need to appeal to the lesson itself and the lesson itself can't, be just told to people because if you tell me something, I'm going to either ignore it uh, or I'm going to disregard it. Now, this shows up in chapter one of Discipline and Punish of Foucault. Isn't this guy, isn't this your, you know, Bible? He says, if you try and force something on somebody, they'll do the opposite out of spite. This I understand because if you tell me to do this, I will do the opposite just to spite you. Well, don't kick that rock. Oh man, I'm going to kick that rock. <laughs> and the if you appeal to the government to get me to not kick that rock, you are undermining not only uh my not only my freedom but your own dignity as an adult. And this this bugs me. It's like so where do we tell people never again? Well, we don't tell people them. We institute it into part of our culture. Never again becomes part of what Canada is. It's definitely become part of what Germany is. And another um, translation of that could be never again. The translation could be always getting better. Yeah. That, never. That's the thing. Like there's a negative way of looking at things, but there's also like the productive, progressive, 
The reason why we love Canada isn't because of the terrible things we've done. It's because of the wonderful things we're going to do. Yeah. It's forward-looking. And the actual good things that we're able to do right now, like this podcast. I can... I can... I don't know. I, I could. I could go and do the, the, the things I could go do right now are are <laughs> beyond count. I, yeah, it's overwhelming. I have so much freedom. It, it it's it. I fear my freedom, and this is kind of the same thing which I do with my students. And um, I I ask them like again, which one's scarier? And I asked my student this like a week ago when I had a brain that worked uh, it was that okay you can have two papers one uh i tell you exactly what you have to write in exactly the form you have to write it the other one the assignment is write a paper about whatever you want which one do you want to do well one of them you know exactly what you need to do and you can get started right away the other one you have to sit there and think what the heck you can write about anything bugs yeah cars yeah the sky oh yeah <laughs> but like shopping, but, traveling, like anything. And that's the scary part of our society. And so we appe- appeals to the government and appeals to uh, authority and tragedy are, are, are kind of asinine because the whole point of it is, yes, this happened. Yes, we do need to remember. Yes, never again. But what are you doing? Well, I'm telling people, I'm letting the word out. It's like, Anybody can learn on their own. What are you doing to make Canada a better place? Telling people to stand there and build a house doesn't help build the house. You have to actually lift a hammer and carry the wood and you have to build the house. Like, it's the show. They want to be some earpiece so that they have the appeal, uh, the appearance or show of Mm -hmm. being helpful and contributing by doing the least amount of possible effort. Yeah. Just yelling and not reading and not building. Yeah, that and to it's... me is what the crux of the problem is because you and I can sit here on a show and put the effort and energy into producing a, a, a discussion, right? <laughs> but you and I both have to sit here and admit that we're both at least somewhat apprehensive to speak on a real issue that has contention that needs to be discussed because we have to fear some type of repercussion from social shaming or something. It well, I don't feel the need to be afraid by like if if I don't like if if there's a question, why do we need to cancel like Canada Day? If if that question is you know verboten, then there's a problem there. If I'm not allowed to ask, wait, what actually happened to those 215 children? Well, how could you? You know, don't you know? Like we all know what happened. It's like no, we don't. Facts are facts. I don't even know that there's not UFOs. I'm I'm relatively safe in assuming that there's not, but I don't actually know that. Like technically an unidentified flying object is just me throwing a rock. So yeah. Okay. But technically we know it's a rock. Unless I named the rock, then it's not unidentified. Well, okay. Take that rock for instance. If, if I know something's a, a, a hunk of limestone, Unless I test it. I'm assuming it's a hunk of limestone because it looks like a hunk of limestone. Unless I open it up. I don't know that there's a tiny civil, and there's not a tiny civil, okay, a civilization of little critters, rock people in there. No, I can open it up and find out. Now I can interpret, um, I can induct that that's not the case. And I, but then I can deduct and open it up and say, yeah, this is definitely not the case. But and then you can reduct that other rocks probably don't have civilizations in them. <laughs> well, that's that's just induction again. <laughs> but, oh, is but it? Reduct, yeah. What's induction the reduction is part? In, induction is like 
the sun's risen every day uh, forever, so it's going to rise again tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, deduction is, well, let's see if it actually does. Oh, look, it rose. Therefore, well, we can... reduction? Isn't that breaking it down into smaller pieces? Yeah. Anyway, so, sorry, sorry, yeah. Just... <laughs> but like... Um, Curiosity compels me. So, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, so like we don't know, and the fact that it's it's taboo to even ask, you know, well, what really happened, or it's taboo to be like, you know, maybe I think Canada Day is more important than just two hundred and fifteen children that died a hundred years ago, and that's that's a very you know criminal thing to say, but we're not stopping Remembrance Day because a soldier died in Afghanistan. We're not we're not stopping um, we're not we didn't stop the country when those two Michaels got disappeared by the government of China. We we didn't stop uh, the country when just name some atrocity that happened in Canada. There was an like, illegal war in Iraq. We didn't stop Memorial Day because of an illegal war. People still died. We still need to remember them. We just need yeah. to remember not to start illegal wars. Like that's what the holiday is for is to remember <laughs> stuff. You don't cancel a holiday and tell us to remember you know, remember that that doesn't make sense. It's not a fix. It's not a solution. It causes the problem they're trying to solve. It causes forgetfulness. I think that's what's really irritating to me is that like, it's a contentious issue for us to discuss because we could be per personally lambasted for simply talking about it. And uh, having, this, well, this I'm, has I'm got not my saying face I'm committed to my point of view. I'm just saying, that's where I'm sitting right now. This is what yeah. it looks like to me as a white guy in a, in born in Canada. Yeah, and my face is on this. My name is on this. And uh, uh, if you know if Gadsad ever sees this, I am putting my reputation on the line for my 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 perspective. Hashtag. Yeah, and so what I'm doing here is probably costing myself a job in the future. Um, and I'm going to have to definitely defend my perspective if, you know, they say, hey, we saw this video. Can you answer to what you said in this? And if I can't, well, then I'm not worth the opinion that I'm, you know, purporting here. But sure, our minds could be changed. There's nothing wrong with us learning something at some point in our lives and going back and saying, oh, we made a mistake on camera. Like every human being makes mistakes. Right. I don't know why we should be afraid to make them on camera. So, like admitting our mortality. If your company is worried about liability of something someone said 10 years ago, I don't want to work for you. <laughs> exactly. If you're so, that petty and nearsighted, I and really don't need to be part of your organization because I want to build something bigger and better than you. Yeah. And so, what I'm, but at the same time, if I sit there and say, oh, no, I don't need to defend that, well, then I'm not worth the words I'm saying. And if I change my opinion to go along with the masses, then I'm definitely not worth the air I'm breathing. And that, so, like, I'm putting myself into a path that's definitely harder where I'm going to have to defend this. But, like, you can't just say stuff and then not be able to defend it. And I'm not willing Threaten to... people with, like, words like racist and bigot and you know what I mean? Like, that's so cheap to just... It's like calling people rapists just because they look at a, a girl wrong. Like, that's not fair. That's 100% of my clients are not white. Uh, like, 50% of my friends are not white. <laughs> like, my last two girlfriends before my wife were not white. Like... I don't understand. My uh, father's Jamaican. We've been prosecuted for being white in a black area. <laughs> <laughs> to 
Canada thinking we're going to be fine. And now we're dealing as the racist, as if we were here the whole time. Like my family wasn't even part of all this, but I get charged as some white privilege type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we went from being Jews to being white Jamaicans to being like, now we're white Canadians, but we're not the victims apparently. So my family and my wife's family were Slavic farmers. Flag about it. Yeah, my family and my 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 wife's family were both Slavic farmers that moved into uh, Canada in the early 20th century and to escape what was happening in the Slavic areas yeah. in the early 20th century. And did they and murder any children? No, they started farms. And even if they did, <laughs> would you inherit those sins of their murdering children? Like this is what I don't get. Their the rage is so misplaced. And that's the thing. All, everyone's ancestors have committed atrocities. Everyone. A hundred percent. And like, there's no. That's why ans- you're alive. <laughs> we, like, we probably have ancestors. Like, if you look at, uh, like chimp behavior, they're like, they're pretty genocidal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you look at, uh, some historical, I think, um, Ridley goes into this a bit. Height, Jonathan Height goes into this a, a bit with, uh, um, you know, comparing, figuring out how, I think it was the political mind, his book on why we hold political values psychologically gets into that. That was an interesting book, but, um, um, the, don't quote me on the title though. Um, <laughs> I'm a very tired man, but, uh, what, um, the, What What we're trying to get at is saying, like, it's not justice to pin problems and fault on people who had nothing to do with it based on the color of their skin. Mm -hmm. That's actually racist. To Mm -hmm. see that I have white privilege just because I'm a white man, ignorant of my entire family history, is literally just as racist as what you're accusing me of, which I didn't do. And this is everywhere. And it's so it's so frustrating because my my wife's my wife's faculty brought in somebody to call her uh racist and inferior to her face someone asked well what is it okay to be white and they're like well actually not really you know and she's just sitting there being like why are they doing this to me like it's like well now you understand what we went through it's like wasn't the whole point that no one has to go through this now yeah like and now we're segregating like now now we're segregating people again so that you know black people can have their own space it's like that's the opposite of what we should be doing we need to integrate and that means getting together all together on a day you know bumping shoulders with people of every stupid opinion group and just singing a song together and then going home and being like that was a good day yeah was it and it like doesn't MLK? need to be it was, pushy we need to desegregate the parks and the theaters and the buses like the whole idea of desegregation was to have people bumping shoulders not to separate people into like groups of victims and yeah. oppressors. Like well, my wife literally had to sign an inclusivity statement. So she's just like, this is stupid. So we just quoted, oh, she's just like, I'm quoting Martin Luther King directly on my inclusivity statement. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's like the other thing is, is that this celebration in itself is being said, well, you know, you can just give this one thing up. You can just give this one thing up. But the thing is that, and now I'm going to start sounding conspiratorial again, is that we've been giving stuff up. Well, you know, we, you just need to give up this space to racial people. You need to just have this and have this. No, I'm not willing to, uh, you know, one day of reflection won't, you know, losing one day of reflection won't kill anybody. It's like, 
I'm not willing to give up one day of reflection. This is my life. And you tell me what I have to give up a day of reflection. It's like to do something that you think in your miserable life, because I know you're not happy if you're posting stuff like this to me, uh, you know, be getting mad at a fact that a statue exists. Um, and her insults at strangers based on the color of their skin. <laughs> yeah. Or like who they, you know, how dare you get married? It's like, I'm sorry. Marriage was a very strange thing that ended up benefiting me in ways I didn't understand. And you're getting mad at me for it because you don't want to do it. I want to have children. So that makes me evil. No, 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 no. You, I'm not willing to politicize your misery and make it a legal obligation. I'm sorry, not happening. I'm not sorry for the fact that I'm living a good, meaningful life. And I'm not going to apologize for that. And I will be waving a flag on Canada Day. So, and you know what? That's why I'm proud to be Canadian. It's not because I agree with every other Canadian or because I follow my government blindly. I'm proud to be Canadian because I can stand up on a radio broadcast with my best friend and celebrate Canada Day because I choose to without being arrested or beaten. And I don't have to succumb to the abuse of others because I can just shut them out. I have that freedom too. Well, where's your diversity statement? It's like, that sounds like bureaucratic nonsense to me. Yeah, it's in like, my opinion, my made diversity, three statement. diversity statements already <laughs> because it was part of the discussion. It doesn't need to be part of every discussion. If I'm telling you a recipe, I don't need to have activism in that recipe discussion. We're talking about pie. Man, but it's implicit <laughs> in all of the other things we say. You know what I mean? Like the way you live your life describes whether or not you're a racist. Not mm -hmm. one thing that you disagree with one other person. Like hurling those types of abusive insults don't actually do anything productive. They make people defensive and then they're less likely to follow your point of view. They're this, less likely to hear you out and they're less likely to want to help you. And this gets into my final point pretty, uh, pretty smoothly is that Canada Day is supposed to be what you are in relation to your country is supposed to be a personal matter. And if you don't like it, well, I don't move somewhere else. Okay. That's a cheap, that's a cheap thing to say. It's kind of what I feel though. But what are you going to do to improve it though? Well, that's probably a better thing to say, but we don't need to make it political. You know, it's like, well, what do you feel? Like what I feel about Canada shouldn't need to determine my political stance. They're like the, it doesn't really matter. Like I'm, what I feel about Canada is a, personal relationship between me and the group I'm a part of. Just like it's a personal thing between me and my family and me and my, you know, the people on my block. Because, you know, we have this assumption that everything needs to be political nowadays and it really doesn't. Um, mm -hmm. And Canada Day seems political because the Canadian government is something that we all seem to look forward to to solve all of our problems. But Canada isn't just the government. Government is part of what makes Canada Canada, obviously, because government you know, is an employee of Canada. That's what yes, <laughs> and that's a good way to put it. And the the rest of it is getting, and the rest of it is personal. And so, like, it doesn't really matter to me uh, which goods are going where, uh, which debates are going on in the House of Commons. 
that's just what my Canada, that's just what Canada is doing in the government at this moment. That's kind of, those are the discussions that are happening. That's part of what it is. But the personal is, is a reification of my celebration of things like freedom. I'm very, very interested in maintaining freedom of those around me, regardless of who they are. Uh, I'm, and myself, I, I, I do believe, um, I don't necessarily believe in multiculturalism per se. This is a very fine line I'm about to walk, but I do believe in diversity of culture. <laughs> what do you mean by multiculturalism? Like what would you I be think against? multiculturalism is a, is, is a, is a shallow concept in reality. Like, I love all... it. So explain to me what part you don't like. <laughs> it's not that I'm a melting pot guy. You come to Canada and you're Canadian. You get your citizenship. You're Canadian, period. I don't care. Uh, we'll have a different culture. It's like, yeah, that culture. Uh, yeah. That's what we yeah, need. <laughs> that's what we need. Well, that's multiculturalism. No, no. Multiculturalism is that enforced. And oh, okay. Yeah. So to me, you can't enforce that. It just happens. The, the shawarma shop that showed up out like around the corner is run by Canadians because they come here, they tell me and they, 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 they try so hard. They tell me it's like, Oh, you know, I'm worried about the, the poor people that are wandering around wrecking stuff, but you know, I, I really want to. And they're trying to be as Canadian as possible. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, it's okay. You're allowed <laughs> to have your opinion. I just I came. tried to get halal pork. <laughs> ignorant Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just one of them because I know that Canada isn't just a bunch of white people. It's not just a bunch of native people. It's not a bunch of black people. It's not, you know, this or that. It's just a bunch of people. Mm. And that's always going to be a diverse uh, group. You're always going to be diverse unless you're in Japan for some weird reason. <laughs> 99.9 .9, like cultural uh like ethnic homogeny that's some weird stuff Yeah, they don't allow immigrants though that's the weird thing yeah but at the same time um there's other things that i like we're a peaceful nation well well that doesn't mean we do when when there's a war starts we, we let everyone know by um crushing their front lines but uh <laughs> the when we're at peace we we revel in it and that's something that is worth it. You know, we have a hard working history. We're not just a history of, uh, we're not just a history of, you know, white genocides and this and that and blah, 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 genocides by white people, blah, blah, not, you know, not like Robin D'Angelo BS. Yeah. I thought you were going to be like one of those, uh, K Kellyanne Conway where you make up a, you know, the white massacres of, uh, <laughs> yeah, which is no different than like, anyway i'm not getting into that but like i'm not i'm not i don't think that there's a white genocide i don't think there's you know no we're no, not making shit up here we generally are a group of people that's like what do we need we need steel well let's get a steel mill going we're like yeah it's like we're like dig the coal you ship the coal you shovel it off you put the steel you form it you ship it out like we oh, organize and four o'clock let's go play hockey yeah. <laughs> but like Instead that's the thing time, we beat each other up on the ice we learned the lessons of the 19th century and we made the mistakes of it too, but we learned them and we got a lot of what was best about America and we got a lot of what was best of Britain, Britain. and France and France. We got some France. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we got a lot of power, you know. Yeah. And we're, we're also learning from the indigenous people as well to a large extent. They do have stuff to teach. It's just, yeah. they, we, we think that 
what they have to teach is spiritualism and another form of metaphysics. I'm sorry, your religion is just another religion to me. But, it's not but the philosophy underlying their right. religion. Like and it just shows us that there's another way to reach these truths that we were trying to figure out in Europe. And it's just like, okay, you got a different perspective. And then the philosophers are looking at them going like, that's really interesting. I'm going to go to the East and I'll be right back to talk to you because they're doing some weird stuff too. <laughs> and so, it's just another perspective and we've all been learning or coming together and to be resentful of that is, it, it, it is stupid because we have made all the same mistakes as those places. But we have definitely avoided some of them. We didn't we're do fear enough to look at ourselves in the mirror. That's yeah. the difference between us and most other countries is that self-reflection and that candid introspection as a country as a whole. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's overlooked when there's Canadian pride and people are like deep renouncing um, patriotism in Canada. It's not the same as in the States. We don't well, use a gun to celebrate our patriotism. You know? Well, the thing is, is that like I have like half a dozen guns. I know you have guns, but you don't use it. That's not your symbol for your country, right? No, but the same thing, the Americans and the British and all these countries nowadays, and it's been since we were kids and I've noticed this and it's kind of just started nagging at me is that we've been trying to teach our children for since we were children, at least that it's cringy to have any form of um, compassion towards your group. You know, it's like, oh, you like Canada? Huh, it's so gay. It's like, what the heck? Calm down. Like, this is stuff we used to say in school. It's like, oh, you have patriotism? Oh, it's so lame. So old-fashioned. It's like, well, then if it's old-fashioned, what are we replacing it with? Just blatant cynicism? Like, oh, you like America? It's like, why can't an American like America? What's wrong and it's treated as some kind of childish thing when you have full-grown adults being like, you know what? I love America. You know what? They're Americans. That's not something to be ashamed of. I'm sorry. And like, I'm thinking more like rednecks in a pickup truck with AK-47s coming out the back versus not like the suit tie wearing New Yorker going for a cappuccino and a bagel. You know what I mean? But it's then, the ones that are waving flags and shooting guns that I'm I'm objecting to. Because but the thing is, is that they're like people, like simple people are going to do simple stuff, and <laughs> we, like it's a really nice way of putting it compassionately. <laughs> but like even if I'm told, like if I say something like, you know what, I'm glad to be living in Canada, and someone will just sit there and it's just easily and blithely be like, guy doesn't understand what Canada is, but it's like, why do you? Like, I'm allowed to like things. I'm allowed to have values. I'm allowed to have a code that I live by that I can use and alter but maintain my moral center. And it's strange, but having being Canadian does help me with that. And so, like, where if I'm not, don't belong to this group, what group should I belong to? It's like they it's, want you to have freedom, but they don't want you to exercise it if it's yeah. not their freedom. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can have freedom, but don't use it. <laughs> so, that, like, and on the other side, you get people like, well, we should get out of Canada because Canada is the federal government. And, you know, we need to exit Canada or we need to exit Britain or we need to exit this and that. I'm like, no, we need to 
we need to foster a better relationship. Like I'm, I'm in Alberta, like, <laughs> and I'm yeah. complaining about things, but like we, like that's better- Canada's version of the conservative South for anybody yeah. who's not in Canada or familiar with Canadian society. So yeah. you've got the really liberal East Coast, which is like the Frenchies and stuff, and then you've got the prairies, which are mostly liberal and centrist. Maybe well, a the little prairies bit less- are like the Midwest. And like Vancouver is like San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and Central you, is more like New York. Yeah. Like uh, around the Toronto area, it's liberal though. Like liberal. Yeah. New York's all Democrats. Yeah. And so it'd be like Toronto would be like Democrats. They're a bit woke, but it's all about the housing market. Don't get, yeah. get don't, like, it's literally all about the housing market. That's what gets them <laughs> elected. Uh, Montreal is like the bohemian businessmen. It's the, the Paris of Canada. Yeah. Um, they are, I don't know how would I say this, the capitalist, uh, young capitalists who like think that it's fun to be a bit communist every once in a while uh quebec is just yeah, run by they the mob. flirt with communism we'll quebec say. city is literally a mob town <laughs> there that is a montreal French... i think the the mob yeah run montreal There's, is like quebec garbage. city doesn't have a, a hockey team because the mob would just extort the NHL <laughs> for everything it's worth the Nord- ottawa is just a capital town it's just dc it's literally just let's build a capital city here it's actually really nice to yeah. walk around in but uh but Everything but it's easy. a wonderful country because of all this diversity. That's sort of what we're getting at. Yeah, like, you you can you can go and have a beer at any place in the country and be able to talk to them about something, and you'll find idiots who'll be like, "Oh, you're from Alberta? That's so stupid." But generally, you'll be able to find someone and be like, "So what's it like over there?" <laughs> and yeah. just like, "Why not?" I'm and there's like, a generally a sense of humor and like a curiosity and uh, like there's a genuineness about Canadians where mm. we care about things and other people and we have ideas that we like to communicate. And I think the biggest problem, like my biggest gripe with all of what we've been talking today is just about the whole freedom of speech thing. The fact that we even have to be worried about having an opinion on something. Yeah. Um, that, that bothers me like a lot, like to the core that to me is Canadian to be able to speak your mind and not be judged as a person or your character based on an idea you have at a present time. Just because yeah. you haven't learned or been exposed to a better idea yet. Well, we're having a discussion. This isn't like we're not going up and declaring that Canada is absolute. It's like, <laughs> no, <Yeah. laughs> it's not. When I say I'm glad to be born here, I, that's also a temporal uh, yeah. charity. Like, and I'm not dismissing the faults of the country, but we've spent like 60 plus hours already dissecting all the problems with the country. We're going to take one episode today, right now, to say we actually love our country. Yeah. The reason why we pick it apart and criticize it is because we want to make it better. That's what you do when you're a mature adult. <laughs> That's the responsible approach to a problem is to fix it. Yeah, you find a third way. Well, and what do you do? Well, you either pick up a shovel well, or you like, you know, well, we're going to leave Canada. It's like, why not foster a better relationship with the Eastern Canadians? Or run the country and make it better. Yeah. Just make it better. Why would you build a new car if you could just fix the car you have and make it better? Yeah. And like, I don't know, start a business, hire Maybe people. Maybe that's part of that whole uh, uh, disposable consumerism culture. Maybe that's part of the problem. They're so used to just throwing things out when they're broken. They think the country is unsalvageable. You just have to destroy it and rebuild. Oh, no, there's something there, actually, because 
Yeah. I'm, like, I wonder I'm, if it's a mentality of consumerism that's just leaked into our political and ideological uh, spheres. Right. Cause like, I'm definitely having this opinion, but I'm, I'm a, like, the opinion that I'm, I'm purporting here is one coming from a guy who, uh, well, if I wear a shirt, at first it's a shirt and then it becomes an undershirt <laughs> and then it becomes a rag. And then, then it's it be- my girlfriend's nighty. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of, yeah, it's in between. And then it becomes like, it becomes something that I use, like I chop it up and I'll make it a handkerchief. And then, you know, then it becomes a rag to wipe stuff up. And then it becomes, you know, it becomes something that I use to like, like it, I reuse something and I use something until it's dead. I won't just get a new phone because there's a new phone out. And so I have this mentality. It's like, I have this thing. What can I do with it? Well, I have a hat. Like I'll sew my hat together until it's no longer a hat. Like, and this is kind of the mentality I have. I have something. Does it still have value? And I'm generally hesitant to throw things away. So this is my mentality, but like I have this very, what can I do with this? And what you bring up is actually really interesting because, you know, you see people buy like, instead of having, instead of having China, they have, you know, disposable plates and they'll just dispose of their plates with their refuse every meal. And like I was eating every grain of rice when I was going through school, like literally would be like, oh, it's another grain. I've like, seen you lick the plate at a restaurant. <laughs> we go to the spaghetti factory or something. Oh, we just yeah. devour the free bread. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause like, you know, hunger I, is I, real dude. Yeah. And so I, I would not waste anything, but it's, there is definitely something there that, that disposability, if something's broken, just get a new one. And that's, that there, I'd say that's definitely part of it. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe something to, to talk about in another episode. Yeah. Because we do have the cult of the new mixed with the cult of the expedient. So like, you know, I need a phone, but I need a good phone. It's not good enough. And so you, you know, throw out an old phone and then those African miners that you paid nothing to get the, you know, small little thing from in your phone. My phone is the child slave labor and the 50 plus heat. Yeah. Yeah. Or your clothes <laughs> the thing that are we're made not in... objecting to, but we are objecting to like Canada Day and like holidays and unity. Yeah. If your shirt was made in Indonesia or China, it wasn't made by someone who enjoys making those clothes. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. And, um, that's, that's objectionable and that isn't thought about. And it's easy. And this is the thing. I think the other part of it is, is that it's easy to complain about something that's close to home that doesn't really have any impact. Because when you complain about something like this, you're almost understanding that nothing's going to happen. And if nothing happens, you can be even more indignant and you, you can try to make a change, but you don't actually have to follow through on it because following through on it means you actually have to go and say something and do something. And then there are your, Oh boy moment of the day. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. And so you get up there and you, and everyone automatically sees that you haven't actually done your reading. You don't have a nuanced point. You're just pointing fingers and you don't have anything worth saying. So they're going to see you're a fraud. So it's good to just pick something that you don't actually have to be called out on and to say it in a way that, you know, you can't actually argue about, you know, you, you just, Oh, I'm going to complain about greed. It's like, are you sure greed is actually a bad thing? Now on now, yes, greed is, Greed can hurt you. It's one of the seven deadly sins, but it can also be a huge motivating force. Sin and virtue 
exist on two sides of the same coin all the time, every single time. And it, there isn't just good and evil. So it's a lot more nuanced and you have to think about what you're saying. You have to think about what you're doing. And we can't just in the Burkean sense is where I'm going to come down on this. And I think Burke is the spirit of Edmund Burke is, you know, standing behind me because <laughs> I think we need to take the middle path and not throw the baby out with the bathwater, but maybe just give the baby new bathwater. <laughs> and so, yeah, Canada Day is important to me. Yeah. And again, it's just a, it, it's definitely a personal thing for me too. And I'm not ashamed to admit that. Um, my opinions are largely based on my personal experience. Like you mentioned the forks and that's yeah. where the rivers meet, where the city was sort of founded and our downtown center core has basically a big plaza with like stages and fields and There's walkways. There's a lot of indigenous remembrance rings. stuff there too. If you go to the forks, if you're ever in Winnipeg, go to the forks. It's a amalgamation the food, of the wine, the music, like everything. We used to, we used to just hang out sitting on top of those. It's a circle of rocks that represents a native space of power. And there's a, like a, a circle in there where they have their, uh, rituals and they have, they dance around it every once in a while. And there's, if you sit in it at certain times, it points out stars at certain times of the year. And it's this, it's this, it's this wonderful place. And you don't have to be a native, uh, to understand the spirit of the place. There's something there. And yeah, that's kind of a spiritualist way of putting it. But what is there is a place that we can all come together and not worry about these petty things. And I'd like to think that places like that are allowed to exist in our country, which is great. Now, the Forks is great. I look for a place like the Forks in every city I go to. Some of them have it. Some of them don't. But it's... It's, it's, it's special to me and it, it's definitely a microcosm of what I want our country to be. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what we have to do to make it better. I know all, all we have to do to make it better is work hard, try with honest effort and not lie to ourselves and not be bitter and act out of bitterness. And it's not to dismiss transgressions it's not to belittle any of the, the the travesties or horrors or atrocities that were committed it's not even to to say oh water under the bridge let's just forget it i'm not even saying we should just forget about it no if there's been a crime prosecute if there's a way to track someone down you find them because they're human beings not because they're canadian not because they're aboriginal not because they're white they're human beings in need of help that's a canadian virtue mm -hmm. that's a canadian moral Regardless of their citizenship, if somebody needs help, you help them. Period. Yeah. I mean, you don't give them free everything, but like food, shelter, water, companionship, health. You know, if, if, if you just visit this country and you get sick, you go to the hospital, nobody's going to kick you out for not having a valid credit card or passport. Yeah. Like you, you just help a human being. That's the point. So like celebrating Canada Day is not about absolving people of crime that has nothing to do one has nothing to do with the other and what we're trying to do here is not to say that it's it's not important or it's not any i'm saying they're not the same issue a holiday has nothing to do with remember or like forgetting a holiday has nothing to do with remembering a past uh issue they're not mutually exclusive either you can't just 
well, you can either celebrate or you can find where the, how these kids died. Like, mm. that's not even re- related. Like, they're not relative to one another. We, ne- we need to actually have focused, pointful, purposeful objections to problems and social solutions. We need solutions. You are useless if all you're doing is saying, there's a problem, there's a problem, there's a problem. Like, everybody knows the problem's there. You're not helping by having a thousand more people say, hey, 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 and all point at the same problem. What we need is one of those thousand people to su- suggest a solution that nobody's thought of yet, or to start working on a solution that everybody's thought of, but nobody's done anything about yet. And we need all these people with all this energy that are opposing things like celebrating a national holiday. We need them to put their energies into actually helping people who are, whose lives are being destroyed by our tax money contributing to it, like mm. Israel and Palestine. You know, or our, our abuse of, um, like you were mentioning with cell phones and electronics from the cobalt mining in like Congo and stuff. Like we're contributing to those atrocities. Yeah. Be mad at that. Yeah. First. Like, or like, well, it's like, okay, uh, there's atrocities happening. Uh, the government of China is committing atrocities. Okay. That's their government. That's none of, that's really none of my business. Oh, but we're doing business with them. Okay. If now I'm it's like, our business. It's my business. If if a, if 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 a company getting money from the CCP comes up to me and says, you know, you want a job, and I, I have to say, you know, where are you getting your funding from? Well, CCP, I have to say, I have to say no. <laughs> like yeah. that's one thing I can do, but at the same time, it's like, but you won't get social credit for it because you have to brag about it in order for other people to know. And we got to right. stop caring about social credit. Just flat out, stop patting people on the back for their their benevolence. I think this cool. Yeah, like, just I, like I have, whatever I have things I think too. Congratulations! And if you run a soup kitchen on the side, like great, just do it. Don't do it so that you can tell people how great you are for running a soup kitchen on the side. Yeah, just feed homeless people. You don't need to tell people how many homeless people you feed. Just feed them. Yeah, like it's really straightforward. Be a how good many, person. How many homeless people do you feed? As many as I can. And how many is that? Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, a good answer. <laughs> like, but I, just, I guess that's sort of like the Hegelian in me that just seeks rationale and truth above all things. Like, I'm, I don't know how I'm rational Hegel saying, was, but <laughs> <laughs> but what I am saying is like these people with these energies should be mad at the cobalt mining and like you know objecting to. Uh, uh, slave labor from Chinese products or whatever. But yeah, I'm not saying that because you're objecting to those things more loudly and dedicating more energy to them, that you can't also still care about the social issue at home. Yeah. It's just they're not on the same playing field. But at the same time, not in addition to that, you have to make sure that the thing that you're complaining about is rooted in reality. You can't yeah. say, well, this That's is happening. And it's like, well, yeah, well, uh, this is happening. Is it? Show me, show me the proof that it's happening. No, no, just trust me, it's happening. Well, there's your first red flag. You have to show me it's happening. Like habeas corpus, like straight up, you show me the body. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a genocide of it. Is there? Like, show me. Yeah. Like, bring me to the thing. I will, if if, if if you you don't have evidence, work at producing it. Well, there's 215 dead children. It's like, yeah, there is. Like, Kamloops was not a hundred years ago. Kamloops was not a easy place to live for anybody. Like it's, it was on the frontier. Uh, a hundred years ago, my town, Edmonton had only been, you know, in existence for 15 years. 
And so we're a very young country, by the way. Most other countries probably don't even realize what that's like. Yeah. And they've all got a history. <laughs> Kamloops was, it's in the wilderness of the Rockies. Well, it's not in the wilderness. But it's but one of the most beautiful cities in the entire country. If you can go there, please go. Just drive through the Rockies, honestly. Yeah. yeah, do that. I'm going in a week. So when this airs, I will be in the mountains. <laughs> yeah. So I will be waving a flag on top of a mountain on Canada Day. I won't be at home in Edmonton. So I can't even take part in Canada Day celebrations, but, um, which kind of, he's like, well, you're not even going to go. It's like, no, I'll still have a flag on my shoulder or my, on my backpack. You're celebrating to yourself. It doesn't matter how you, right. Celebrate. Like, I don't need to be part of a, you know, a crowd to be like, we need more rights. It's like, it's not Canada is not about rights. Canada is not about that. It's Canada is about your your relationship to the ideals that Canada is supposed to represent. And these aren't like you know, well, it's, well, it's about murder. No, no, no. We do believe in freedom. Yes, it is. Freedom is a Canadian thing because you can't really have the rest without it. Diversity, well, let them in. You can't be free if we're not all free. Uh, peace. We can't be free if we're fighting each other. Yeah. Like, and so we, this, this matters. And, but I, I have I want people to stop trying to hijack things that aren't even related in order to suit their own personal uh, agenda. If yeah. you have an agenda, do something productive to, towards your agenda. Find the evidence, fix the problem, advocate for if there is something being suppressed, absolutely make noise about it. That's what we do here. But don't make one to, issue part of something else because you're be willing to answer hard problem. questions like, are you sure about this? Is this actually a problem? I need to see more evidence. It's like, well, why do you need to see more evidence? It's because I'm not convinced. Yeah. <laughs> why else would I need evidence? That's the only use for evidence. <laughs> but like, anyway. anyway. I think, I think we're, I'm running out of steam. So, hmm? I think I'm beating a dead horse to death and dead again. Yeah, I'm running out of steam and I'm not being as eloquent as I could. So, um, thank you guys for listening and, uh, uh happy Canada Day. Thank you for listening to our Canada Day special. Yes. And opine, please, in the comments below. We'd what love to hear does, what you think. What does Canada mean to you? And don't just be, don't just be, um, uh, don't just look for shock. Don't just try and be like, well, Canada means this. No, no, be honest. So, thank you for watching, yeah. everybody. Put yourself out there. Don't don't be afraid of uh, people casting aspersions on you over an opinion you might have, or a fleeting thought, or a comment. Um, just be honest. It's okay to be wrong sometimes, and yeah, it stings the pride a little bit. But you're better off being corrected and living your life forever after knowing than to not be corrected and living your life thinking something that's wrong. So. Pain be outspoken, be polite and be courteous, but like be outspoken and debate shit, like talk about stuff. It's important. Mm -hmm. That's how you preserve a free country. You don't have to pick up a gun and fight anymore. You're lucky. The least you could do is embarrass yourself a little with an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but Frivolous Gravitas signing out. Chris Happy Driver. Canada Day, everybody. Happy Canada Day.